It is Friday, January 28th, 2022, and welcome to the Rare Friday edition of Baseball Today with Ploof and Rose. Let's see how those eyeballs are after we had that lengthy flight back. They're okay. You don't look that bad. I got to be honest with you. I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. You got um, some like Hollywood stuff? Like, do you do some magic to the face or what? No, no. This is, I think, once you turn uh, 51, it's the age reversal. It's the Benjamin Button. So I, I'm going to actually start going in reverse. That is right. Happy birthday to Thanks. our dad at John Boy Media. Turned 51. Yeah, yesterday. I'm not going to tell everybody why we were all together uh, in the New York City area, but they were nice enough to get me a cake and say yes. happy birthday, which was yes. awesome. And then we had a nice almost six-hour flight home together to Los Angeles. And do you want to just explain real quickly before we get to uh, to the baseball topics? We want to hit those. I'm just going to hit explain all the everybody points. about your neighbor on the plane. Yep. Uh, first, she was in my seat You know, when I was trying to sit down. That's always a happens crazy. Um, so she got up, um, jacket, big jacket all over the place sleeping on my tray on my shoulder shoes off shoes on the tray or feet without shoes on the tray now that's the part shoes off is a big problem feet on the tray that's i mean that's almost like you want to hit the call button chris i could keep going i could keep going there was more I told yeah, there was more. I told you she was crying. She was pointing the FaceTime at me and I saw like the boyfriend. It was just the whole thing. It, it wasn't my most enjoyable flight. Maybe you're the new boyfriend. <laughs> Maybe the guy was like yelling at her because this handsome dude was sitting next to her. That's I, don't I have him. to say this. Ploof and I were on opposite. We were in the same row, but opposite sides of the aisle. He kept texting me. He's like, this is the worst flight I've ever had. Help me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on the aisle and behind the scenes. Bill forgot that part, but we're all good. We're here now, right? All right, let's get to something fun like the not yeah. the lockout. But this is this is actually a real interesting part of the lockout because I hadn't even considered it. But apparently, one of the things that they're talking about is expanded playoffs, which makes sense. Currently, we've got ten total teams out of thirty that make the postseason. The owners apparently want fourteen. Sounds like the players want 12, but the interesting twist of the 14-team possible playoffs, you've got three division winners, four wild cards in each. Each number one seed, meaning the division winner with the best record, would get a bye. Then the next two division winners would pick which wild cards they want to play. To me... And, and there was some counter proposals by the union uh, that got made for 12 teams. And then there was uh, a couple different ways they wanted to go about that, like the divisional changes. So we can go into that maybe on another show, but say we were to go with this 14 team proposal and we did have these teams picking their opponent. I mean, that's, that's what baseball needs. I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of all the players association because clearly I don't, but me as a fan, I mean, how do you not tune in for that? It's front office versus front office. It's fan base versus fan base. It's like a, you know, a bulletin board material on like a, an extreme level. Okay, people say it's too game showy though. They're like, wait a second, why don't we just? Why should we have to pick? Like all of a sudden, in the middle of the episode, it becomes like The Bachelor. <laughs> hey, tell you know how good uh, the ratings the Bachelor has? Really I, good. Hey, listen, I'm with you. Because I actually know the person who came up with this proposal several years ago. 
I remember that uh, I was told about it at the winter meetings out in San Diego, and I don't remember which time it was, but they were like, presented it to the owners. The owners didn't hate it. it it's listen, it's a made for TV sort of thing. And there's no way that the GMs or the managers would want any part of this, but that's kind of like the fun part would be to watch them squirm. Yeah. It kind of puts a little pressure on those front offices. Cause we, as players, you know, we just go do our thing and the front office, you know, puts us where they want to put us. But now it's like, Hey, if someone gets blown out by a team, do the fingers starting to get pointed to the front office a little bit. That'd be awesome to see. So let's just play this out for a second. The team that finished second last year in the National League, was that? The Dodgers. No, no, no. They finished. They would have been the first wild card. So it would have been the Giants. That oh, because of division one. winner. You're right. You're it right. It would have right. been the Brewers that would have been two. Right. And then it would have been the Braves that would have been three. Then the Dodgers. Then the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Then we'd have to look. I know the Phillies would have been in that six seven mix as well with oh, like eighty. Forgetting yeah, the extra teams, yeah, yeah. But I, yes, the, the fascinating part is is figuring out who you match up against. But man, you don't even want to be the team that that picks them because when you're on the other side of the coin, let's say that the Brewers had picked the Phillies to play or something like that. You don't think Bryce Harper and those guys are going to be walking around the clubhouse saying those motherfuckers. That's what I'm saying. They wanted to play us bulletin board material, but actually real. Like they picked us. This is like a bully calling you out. And this happened to me, Chris. One time this dude, I thought he was my friend called me out at a party, older kid than me in high school. Mm -hmm. Wanted to fight me. I didn't even know why he threw a punch at me and I knocked him out. Hell yes, you did Like this. Yeah. And that's like, I feel so proud of that moment still, <laughs> but like, that would be, that would be like, imagine if the Phillies did that and knocked them out. And like that city's got bragging rights for a whole year, like big time. You know, I like, it's grown on me more and more. Um, it's funny. Here's two other things. And then I want to move on the buy for the one seed that works great in the NFL, right? Long season. You've played 17 games. You want to rest your body. There is a huge advantage to having that week off. In baseball, you sit out the first round and you haven't yeah. played in a week. That ain't necessarily good. Well, it'd probably be what five days from the last game until you played because you'll have a three-game set. You'll have a travel day and then another travel day, probably. So let's say the season it's ends. Not, on it's a not Sunday. easy. It's not easy. Okay. You go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with that immediate three-game set since there's no travel in those first series. Yeah. Then you have to reset for Friday, and then you go Saturday. It's not it's not undoable, but it's not preferable to a player. Like, I mean, a couple, couple days, if it was just a one-game thing, the wild card, which it's not anymore, and they were not going to go back to that because the three-game works for them, more games. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but no. I am, I'm interested in the idea, and I do think it'd at least be entertaining. Totally, totally. Um, and I know and they, as of the, they better do it at the right time though. I don't want them doing this like Monday at 1 PM, like when something else is going on, like that's probably what they would do. They just like do it behind closed doors and not even make an event out of it. Like they should. Oh yeah. You mean when they announced the gold gloves uh, on a, on an NFL Sunday. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's the problem is it is going to have to be on a Sunday. It is going to be at the end of September and there's probably going to be an incredible football game on and no one's going to care. Uh, 
Don't get me started on that. Here we go. Great. And one last thing on the 12 team proposal. Now I haven't seen any definitive plans. I've kicked this around my brain. I don't know how that happens. Do the top two teams get buys and then three, four, five, six in each league has to play one another. Because if not, you've got three series that come out and you've got three winners. And then what do we do? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they were, they were talking about divisional realignment going to two divisions instead of three. I think that's what it was. Oh, well, Which, that, I mean, that, that's the major shit right there. I, I actually am. I have talked about this for a while. Um, Buck Showalter had the plan, the realignment plan. And, you know, some of his stuff was good. Uh, but I, I, I like doing divisions more based on region, more regional rivalries. That's what our sport needs. Uh, so I'm also intrigued by that. I, I really like the idea of realignment throughout the league. Hmm. Okay. I, it doesn't really change I'm anything. All, I'm all for whatever gets more eyeballs on the sport. I really am far be it uh, from a traditionalist. There's some things I like, but I'm all about trying to make the sport more appealing. Like all those people who say, well, if you change that, I'm leaving. Yep. I'll see you tomorrow. You'll be right back on the doorstep. Don't give me that. The game's going to change. Like it's yeah. just the natural progression of things. Totally. All right. Let's uh, change topics here. Um, Fish Stripes, you know, which is a website out there that, that covers the Miami Marlins says, listen, they need another outfielder and maybe making a play for Brian Reynolds since the Pirates are, are shopping everyone these days makes perfect sense. Is that an ideal landing spot for Reynolds? Or if not, where do you see him going if he does get traded? Be a shame if the Pirates traded this guy. I mean, he's, I think he just turned 27. I know, but he just turned 27. Like, are you ever going to compete? Like, you're just going to give away all your good players? Like, can't this guy perform for the next six years admirably for you? Just keep him. Let's go. But, like, with that being said, that's a Chris Rose statement. Um, the, the Marlins are great. I like the idea of it. Right now, I think they have Abisel Garcia um, penciled in center field. And, like, you know, it could work, but he's better suited than the corner spot, I think. And you have Brian Reynolds come in, you know, he an all-around player, so you're going to get improvement on both sides of the ball. I think it's a great landing, uh, landing spot for him. But, like, again, like I said, I hope the Pirates just decide to keep him. Is that your ideal? Is that the best landing oh, yes. spot? My ideal landing spot is no takeoff. Just stay. Keep the plane on the ground. Yeah. Um, I think the ideal landing spot is in the state of Pennsylvania with the Phillies. Yeah. They have two vacancies in the outfield. They're looking for a center fielder. They desperately need one. From what I understand, their farm system is not great. Um, I mean, would you be willing to give up on a guy like Alec Bohm? If you got me Brian Reynolds? I would. Probably, yeah. I would. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, look, they're, there. they're, they're in win-now mode in Philly. Like, there's no yeah, doubt Bowman. about it. Uh, they ha- yeah, I'm with they you have 100%. to be. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, of course, I like Alec Bohm as a player, but this is, a, this is like a superstar kind of guy you can get. So, I, th- I think it would take probably take more than that, I'd assume. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. It's not straight. I said that's where you start. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it's a guy who's obviously got, you know, still whatever, five more years of control or what have you. Because Reynolds has got years a- of control. What's that? Five more years of control he has? For Bohm? Oh, oh, I'm talking about for Reynolds. No, no, no. Reynolds, I think, has got like three. Yeah. 
something like that. That's 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 why he's very expensive in his prime. And, Cost controlled. He has over a 900 OPS, and he can yeah. ball in center, and he grows interesting facial hair, and all that sort of stuff. So I'd like, you know, I want the Phillies to make some sort of play. Like, stop wasting Bryce Harper's time there. Can we step on the accelerator and try something, please? I mean, they've been they've been trying, but th- th- that center field has been tough for them to fill. Um, they who do they have that had Roman Quinn a little bit, Odubel Herrera. Odubel Herrera. Um, they had Hazley, I believe his name is Adam Hazley. Well, I think yeah, they, they were just hoping some... that maybe McCutcheon could play a little bit there, but he's he's a corner outfielder. At this yeah, point. he's a corner outfielder at this point in his career. I mean, that makes a ton of sense, Chris. Got to be honest with you. I had a little uh, jet lag fog in my brain, but you coming out clear today? Trying, trying. You know, you know what? what city that we didn't mention? What what's that? New York. Oh yeah. Leave. Brian Reynolds out of New York because you know it is in New York now, Chris. Draft DraftKings Sportsbook is live in New York State. Uh, they have mobile sports betting just in time for the football playoffs, Chris. They've been doing these types of deals all year long. Okay, they want you to bet five dollars on any playoff team, and if you do that and your team is victorious, two hundred and eighty in free bets will be put into your account. You gotta love that. Bet five to win two hundred and eighty. Those are good odds right there. And all you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code John Boy and you get 56 to 1 odds. That's really good on any team. Just bet $5. And like I said, you win the 280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code John Boy this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Elig- eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Must be 21 or older and physically present in New York. Gambling problem call 877 8 Hope. N Y H O P E N Y or text hope N Y four, six, seven, three, six, nine. That's a mouthful right there. I wasn't ready for that. It's okay. You got through it. You did really well. It was back great. to you. And all us. right, we continue on. Uh, obviously we had an emergency baseball today, a bonus edition after uh, David Ortiz was the lone player that uh, got into the 2022 class via the baseball writers of America. No Bonds, no Clemens. I already went over that ad nauseum. So now Bonds and Clemens will likely be headed to the Today's Game Era Committee for a vote in the month of December. That is a 16-person panel made up of Hall of Famers, a couple of veteran media members, and also some league-wide executives. Some pretty big names in the past have been on it. They do change that 16-person crew. Some of the people remain. uh, Some are, are newbies. Um, just to get onto this uh, this ballot for the today's game era, you have to pass through like an eleven person veteran media committee, and so then they put out ten names. I know it sounds a little confusing, but follow me. It sounds like Bonds and Clemens and Schilling are all going to end up on this ballot, but also a guy like Bruce Bochy might end up on it. A guy like Kenny Lofton could end up on it. And by the way, this 16-person panel can then only vote for four of the 10. Okay, so I hope everybody is understanding. The, the greater point here is, do we think that this committee, and it's still 11 months away, will write what some of us saw as a wrong? It's really hard to say because we are talking um, about 
and I'm just speaking from the players. I, I don't, we are the writers that are involved in this. We kind of already have seen what they've, what they think. Right. So now we're talking veteran players and I'm curious to see if any of them kind of change their tune. Cause in the article you sent me, um, it references an Aussie Smith quote uh, from 2010. And basically it says, once you've been you know, connected to steroids, you're automatically ineligible for the hall of fame. And just for clarification, Ozzy has been a voting member of this panel several times. Yes. But, you know, I, I don't know if his perspective has changed since then. You know, I think around the game, it has changed a little bit since then. Uh, as we continue to view the Hall of Fame in kind of a different light, a lot of these guys see the public perception uh, that, or the public reaction uh, when, when Bonds and Clemens didn't get in. So I'm curious to see, like, do they look at that? Do they, do they take that into account? Have they personally changed? I know you and I talked about that last night a little bit. Like, I've kind of softened my stance on it just because I still don't like steroids in the game and I'm really against them. I never did them. And I, I'm, I definitely frown upon guys that do, but my view of the hall of fame as a whole has changed. And so I think my view on those guys, Kennedy is also changed. I'm curious to see if like Ozzy and the other guys that are on the list who voted Bud Seeley again, same thing that, you know, we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, if they give the nod now to these guys, uh, as like I said, they've seen like the public outcry. Well, Andrew Bagley, who covers uh, the Giants for The Athletic, if you, if you have The Athletic, go read this column. It is phenomenal because he is talking about it from a political standpoint. If you think that the baseball writers of America, sometimes their voting is a little wayward, go look at some of the backroom agreements that some yeah. of the people on this committee have made, right? Bud Selig got 15 out of 16 votes, I believe. Harold Baines got pushed in, in part because Jerry Reinsdorf was on this committee. And Jerry Reinsdorf, of course, the owner for the White Sox, and Harold Baines played, you know, a decent amount of his career. And, you know, he wasn't a lifelong White Sox by any mean, but he started his career there um, and all that sort of stuff. And so he got, I'm not going to say he got pushed through, but. Well, Chris, he got 6% of the votes on the last time through the ballot. The first the baseball ballot. writers, the baseball writers. So 6% he, to make it into the Hall of Fame. A little strange. I mean, so shout listen, out, I shout out Harold Baines. I don't Baines. know what sort of politics go on in there. Uh, it, well, you do. You do know what politics. If you connect dots, you do. <laughs> we don't know because we're not privy to the information. Sure. But man, it doesn't smell very clean. And so I am, I'm going to be very curious. So when all the active players are up in arms and some recent retirees as well are up in arms, motherfucking all the baseball writers saying you, you should never have a vote. You never played. You don't know what you're doing. There's going to be a bunch of hall of famers in this room who did play and were some of the greatest that ever played. And they might be the ones that keep bonds and Clemens out too. So just remember that as my man, Michael Irvin used to say, don't lose the intensity. If this committee does not put Bonds and Clemens in the Hall of Fame, just like the writers didn't, you better take your shots at them too. I will. I mean, I've I've told you how I feel about this. You know, the the fact that there was, you know, greenies, amphetamines running rampant through clubhouses in the past. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, we'll see, man. I I, I think I think we will see these guys get pushed in the hall of fame. Cause I believe it's the right thing. And I think, like I said, I think these guys are, they're both on social media. 
you know, we're talking about uh, Greg Maddox is all around doing things. Ozzy's on the social media. They, they see what's the, the, the talk of the town. They see what's going on uh, in the baseball world. And I believe that'll change their mind if, if, it, if they hadn't already. Maybe I should try to get Ozzy on the Rose rotation. So, yeah, I'd be, I'd be really curious to see, like, hey, this was your quote from 2010. Like, have you, you know, gotten off that stance? And I bet you, I bet you it's softened. I think a lot of people have softened their stances. So. I hope so. And it's right, okay to do thing, that. Uh, yes. What? Oh, I said it's okay to do that. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. We change. We adapt. Uh, last thing, Gordon Beckham, uh, mm-hmm. former number eight overall pick of the Chicago White Sox in the 2008 draft class. So who is your favorite number eight all time in baseball history? You think Ryan Zorfer is going to push Gordon to the Hall of Fame? Ah. He could. No, I'm just kidding. First of all, number eight, I always think of Kobe. I even got the hat on right now. Mm. Uh, but we're talking baseball. I'm not going to go someone super famous. Obviously, there's Cal Ripken out there. Um, a lot of good guys wore the number eight. This one's a little more personal to me. I'm going to go Jamie Carroll, snowman for the twins. Him and I developed a little moniker together. We were the gritty utility infielders. Oh. And he really impacted my career a lot, like taught me – a lot about defense, defensive positioning, uh, reading hitters, reading pitches, all that good stuff. And Dan, I'm going to give you a little project here. Uh, Jamie and I turned a double play um, that David Ortiz hit. So recently inducted Hall of Fame member David Ortiz hit a rocket up the middle. Uh, Jamie dove for it, glove side, flipped it to me. I was in the shift, bro. Bare hand, whammed it to first. Uh, so get that clip so I can feel myself a little bit, Dan. But Jamie Carroll's my number eight. You'll always be my number eight. Nice. Guy. Love you. You? Uh, d- didn't Jamie Car- – doesn't he have twins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought he was – he was he and Joe Maurer were two guys on the twins That's who right. had twins. Hard worker, man. Yeah. He could play defense. Yeah. Good dude. I like him. Uh, for me, I was introduced to him – when he was wearing number 10 for the Montreal Expos. And that's really when I fell in love with his game, but he was number eight when he won NL MVP with the Chicago Cubs. That is the Hawk Andre Dawson. Mm. One of my favorite, favorite players, that shitty turf up at the, uh, up at the Olympic stadium in Montreal probably robbed him of some even more amazing numbers. And he had a fantastic hall of fame career. Finally got to uh, meet him a few times at the uh, celebrity softball game during the all-star game. And he is still jacked. When Just, was this? Huh? When was this? He was still, he was probably in his late fifties, early sixties. I think, oh, he is just, I mean, he is as put together as they come and a super sweet man, but intimidating. And I think he put Malar. I hope I'm remembering this story, right? He, was, he finished his career with the Marlins, and Millar was a teammate of his, and he wanted Barry Bonds to sign a bat. So he had sent it over, and Barry's like, no, nah, ain't happening. And Hawk heard about it. He was like, he goes up to Millar, he's like, what happened? He said, yeah, I sent a bat over, it didn't get signed. He goes, hold on, give me the bat. He walked over into the Giants clubhouse, now nobody knows the story what happened but you could imagine it was like fucking sign this thing fuck man thinking about him on the marlins is something yeah i know right but i mean you talk about a guy who is a leader and just 
with a death stare and looked like he could hit the baseball just through a brick wall. He did. I mean, my goodness. He probably yeah. hit a few through that brick wall out there. Really? He was awesome. That's a cool one. I like that. And a great nickname. Yeah, awesome. great one. All right, so what do you have uh, coming up this weekend or anything? Are you, are you going to the NFC title game? I don't think so. I am exhausted, bro. I want to just chill in my house, watch the game on the couch. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully uh, get those Rams in the Super Bowl. But then next week, all the stuff starts over again. We got talking baseball coming out. You and I will be back doing stuff together. Uh, what about you? Uh, the latest episode of the Rose Rotation will drop on Monday with Tyler Glass now as we check in with him in between vacations. He's always a fun chat. Uh, he will not be going to Montreal to split time next year between Tampa Bay and Montreal. He'll give us his mm-hmm. thoughts on that. Also, uh, obviously, he's a he's a player rep, so we'll be talking about negotiations. Like that. He apparently is back very close to throwing a baseball. We'll go over the timeline. Could he be ready so by cool. August or September? Will we break some news? Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, Chris, yeah, you were talking about how jacked uh, Andre Dawson looked. Yeah. Now I was hanging out with you on your 51st birthday. We were yeah. in the John Boy Media offices in Manhattan. We took a picture. We sent it out. It was the crew? A lot of people commenting how good you looked, and like, dang, we didn't know C Rosie was like jacked up like that, like roped. You know what else is going on in those offices though? No. This weekend. Those two idiots, Jimmy and Jake, they're going to be sitting in the DraftKings lounge watching the game. Uh, they're, they're going to be partaking in a live betting competition. I'm not sure what they're going to do. They're going to make it fun, obviously. Both of them are not good bettors. I have talked to Jake about some football lines here and there. Has not turned out well for me, so I can't imagine it's going to change at all. That's uh, this Sunday, January 30th. They're live streaming the NFC Championship game. That's going to be on the John Boy and Jake YouTube channel. Uh, you can sign up uh, for DraftKings Sportsbook, and you get to a $1,000 deposit bonus and site credits with your first deposit. So uh, watch along with them. It's going to be a great game, and uh, see if uh, you can make a little cash. They Love probably it. won't, so fade them. That's well, it. listen, have a great time this weekend. Uh, I wish your, your new BFF, Maddie Stafford, good luck. This weekend, I think that's going to be a phenomenal game. So enjoy the football. Hopefully, we will have some movement on the baseball negotiation front in the near future. Everybody be healthy out there. Be safe. We will see you again Tuesday on Baseball Today. Thanks for hanging out with us.